724 now. You're on the Kirk and Mike Show, and we have now a celebrity life coach. And there's so many celebrities that could use a good celebrity life coach right now. His name is Dr. Patrick Wanis. Uh, Patrick, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, this is the story that uh, just does not die. I, uh, I'm uh, always surprised that every day we seem to get more and more. And it really, I think, the primary reason for that would be because Charlie Sheen is doing this media blitz right now. A lot of debate on this, but I think the popular consensus right now is that he is uh, a little messed up at, uh, at the very least. That's and having a full-fledged meltdown at the very worst. What is your take on Charlie Sheen, Doctor? Well, the first thing is we have to understand that when someone engages in, in drug and alcohol abuse and, or, or, and substance abuse, it's going to affect your judgment, your character, and your values, and usually it destroys your judgment, your character, and your values. Then beneath that, we have to look at, well, what are Charlie Sheen's real issues? And here's something that no one's ever really thought about. Back in 1987, when Charlie Sheen was talking about filming Wall Street, he was talking about how he was in New York City, he was partying, he was doing alcohol and drugs, and he asked himself, he said, the questions I was running from were, is this success all a fluke? Have I been fooling everybody so far? Will I get caught? Now, what's the significance of that? That this guy deep down actually doesn't think he's good enough. He actually thinks he's a loser. In every single interview, Kirk and Mike, what's the theme? He talks about being a winner. He talks about winning and then he refers to other people as being losers. He's trying to convince himself. Brilliant. Winning, winning. He's actually trying to convince the entire world, and he's saying to everyone, look, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, I'm a winner. When you are obsessively ranting about being a winner, and you're going on every interview trying to convince the world and get their approval, you're ultimately really trying to convince yourself. You know, that is fascinating. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, you nailed it. <laughs> you know, that is so true. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my own life, and when I, I probably, when I am backed into a corner, and when I'm feeling the most insecure and the most threatened, is probably career-wise, is when I make the most grandiose statements, because I'm not only uh, afraid, but I'm also threatened and angry. And that's exactly what he's doing, and this is a little, this little boy that's afraid of the world, maybe. That's true, and then the other issue that you talked about, anger, he has a lot of deep-seated rage and anger, and it's amazing to me that when all these people interview him, no one has the real courage to stand forth and challenge him on the fact that he's hit women. You know, they'll ask him the question, they'll, they'll skirt it, they'll go, oh, um, what about the people that claim that you've been abusive to women? And then he'll, uh, Charlie Sheen will, of course, say, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. And he'll tell you to check the uh, the police report. There's no rings on her neck. Come on, you know, that that's, you know, that's fabricated. He he never, he never owns up to that. But not only that, but none, none of these interviewers, including Howard Stern, say to him, wait a minute, you pleaded guilty to assaulting Brooke Mueller. Why did you plead guilty if you weren't guilty? And, and, and this is the challenge that people for so long have ignored his bad boy ways because so many people have actually looked up to him and saying, wow, particularly guys, incidentally, wow, I wish I could be like him and be an adolescent and be rebellious and do what I want and party all day and have lots of girls and have lots of money and have lots of cars and not thinking 
about his real actions, that this guy's a misogynist. This, uh, th there are so many similarities, Dr. Wanis, that I see towards another celebrity from years ago who was living a similar lifestyle surrounded by sycophants, and that was Elvis Aaron Presley. And Elvis Aaron Presley would get on stage at the Hilton Hotel and rant and rave about how he's not on drugs and how he's a federal officer. He was deluded. He was surrounded by people that were uh, you know, enabling him with this behavior. These similarities are, are dangerous. Uh, what I said at the beginning was uh, I worry that uh, it won't be long before we see this guy on a slab. How dangerous is this behavior? And, uh, you know, do you see, is, is Charlie in imminent danger with this kind of behavior? Well, my concern is not just is he an imminent danger to himself, is he an imminent danger to other people? And let me explain this. Number one, what, we, what we're hearing, in all, hearing and seeing in all of these interviews is the result of withdrawal symptoms, as well as possibly some other damage right. from the years and years of drug use and abuse. If you watch him, the jitters that you're seeing at his extremities are the result of withdrawal. Oh, my God, and he is so fidgety. He's drinking every few minutes. He's back and forth. and every. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really hard to watch, and nobody seems to, if you were doing the interview, Doctor, you would be able to, to key in on this, but you're not hearing any of the correspondents key in on this. Exactly. Then the second thing that no one's asking him is, remember I said the, the first theme he has is about winning. The second theme, and it's an underlying theme, is the constant use of violent language. He talks about how... You know, if you're my family, if I love you, he says, you know, I'll, I'll, not only will I defend you violently, he says, I'll love you violently, and I'll, and I'll defend you violently with absolute hatred. He talks about killing, he talks about murder, and then he has the, these new tattoos with references to Apocalypse Now. His language isn't just peppered with references to violence, it's full of them, which tells you that there's, there's a lot of anger there and there's the possibility that he might, he might commit acts of violence. Well, let's talk on the Michael. positive side, uh, Doctor. How do we, uh, you know, not that we can reach out, but as far as people that are close to him, I think of his uh, father, Martin Sheen, perhaps some of, some of the other people in his inner circle. How do you get through to a guy that is going through this and is, can you get through to him and how do you help Charlie Sheen? Well, the only way any person can be helped is when they really want to be helped. And unfortunately, Charlie Sheen is, feels he's also being betrayed by AA. Did you notice how he talked so oh, much about he, AA? He really dogs it. AA, and he's actually angry, frustrated, and afraid that AA couldn't help him. And so he says, I'm just using willpower. I'm using my 10,000-year-old brain. The only way that anyone can help him is that if the people around him got together and did an intervention and somehow got rid of those stupid girls in his house, right. who aren't helping him in any way, the goddesses, and the fact that the media actually glamorizes this aspect. But just like Michael Jackson, and we're on with Dr. Patrick Wannis, he's a celebrity life coach, uh, we're discussing Charlie Sheen right now, but just like Michael Jackson, and just like probably Elvis Presley, these people surround themselves with yes men and yes women, and uh, Martin Sheen, he's, uh, Charlie has said, look, he's my dad, but I'm 45 years old, I have five kids, I'm not 12 anymore, so he's not taking it, He's not. he doesn't want to hear it, he's not taking it. Well, of course he's not going to take it, and that's the whole problem, guys, that, you know, he, he, the people around him need to s step up and intervene. Now, that, of course, Stan Rosenfield, who's his publicist, quit because he realized, I can't even control it, mm -hmm. and, that, and that makes sense. But the other people closest to him, I, I don't know what Brooke Mueller or Denise Richards can do, but if everyone got together, including the other celebrities that su say they support him, if they all got together and said to him, we're not going to leave you alone till you get this help. Mm. But then the question, too, is 
who can really help him because rehab hasn't been working for him. And the reason it doesn't is so many people get stuck treating the symptom and not the real cause of his behavior, which is the deep-seated rage and anger. It's the self-doubt. It's the self-loathing, which is at a much, much deeper level. And I just want to say this quickly, guys, that every actor and every celebrity goes through that same question, which is, Am I an imposter? Oh, on any level. I totally agree. You are so spot on with that. Last two questions I want to ask you, Doc, are about uh, the, the drug use specifically, because that's the big question. Everybody that sees Charlie on television, we all debate, is he or isn't he? Is he on drugs or is he not? Based on the voice, based on the behavior, do you think it's withdrawal or do you think there's a chance that he still is doing drugs? No, I actually believe him. Look, he, he showed the tests. Radar Online, NBC, GMA all did drug tests and they came up clean. What you're seeing with that weird behavior is, is about, is him off drugs. It's withdrawal symptoms, probably about four or five days off drugs or a little longer. Mm -hmm. Then what you see him doing is smoking like a chain smoker when he did the chain interview because he can't handle it. Right. So, now, is he today off the drugs? I don't know, but in the, in the, in this past seven days, he's definitely been off the drugs as verified by the test. And he mentions, and the other, the last question I have for you, he mentions Ambien, and you talk about how incredibly insidious this drug Ambien is and how dangerous it is. It's what, uh, dangerous it is. It's what killed the Heath Ledger. Uh, could he be off some of the other stuff but still be on Ambien to sleep at night? Thank you for bringing that up because you're exactly right. The other danger is the mixture of, of prescription medication with these other drugs and prescription medication in his case on its own is extremely dangerous. Jack Nicholson warned Heath Ledger about using Ambien. He talked about how he was driving and almost went right off, off a cliff and killed himself because you have blackout episodes. Ambien is very dangerous. It also tells you for... Um, Charlie Sheen, that if he needs to take these pills to sleep, he obviously can't sleep, which means he has other mental and emotional issues that are preventing him to sleep, as well as the fact that he's been doing so much partying. But the mixture of Ambien and alcohol is extremely lethal. He calls it uh, the devil's aspirin, and I've never tried Ambien, but uh, look, Tiger Woods was on Ambien when he fell asleep snoring after his accident in the in the middle of the street. Can we get you on again, doctor? I mean, there's uh, this seems to be uh, a huge... It's just got Lindsay Lohan, Tiger Woods, so many people wrapped up in this uh, celebrity's grip, and you seem like you can un unlock some of the keys. Thank you. And finally, the, the, the point that what you're talking about is how they all get, they all basically get swallowed up is you already have these issues underlying. You put yourself in Hollywood, you get all the, the extreme attention, adulation, money, power, fame, and that only makes worse your deep underlying issues. And this is what I do which is to study, you know, why do you do the things you do? And in that sense, um, you, you get to the root causes and the root motivations behind our behavior, behind human behavior. He's on the web at patrickwanis.com. That's W-A-N-I-S. And uh, he's a celebrity life coach and uh, and great talking to you, Doctor. Thanks, Thank Dr. Wanis. We'll have you on again. That was a fascinating discussion. We look forward to talking to you sometime in the future. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank Enjoy you. your day. Dr. Patrick Wanis, and uh, you heard it. Guy's uh, good. Only guy that can help Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen himself. At the very end of it, that's really going to be the man himself that has to pull himself out of this. I will love you violently. We're, we're at Winning. war. Winning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love you violently with the fire of 1,000 suns. Normal. Uh, I may go back and erase that blog I put up at uh, the edge1059.com. <laughs> oh, I've only been telling you for, for two weeks, but you get the doctor on and now you want to believe.
just like Sting said, uh, take uh, uh, you pay your analyst to to reach the same conclusion. Uh, there's a there's a line in this police song that you know says if you that. hadn't done all those drugs in the eighties, you would have been able to recite that by rote. Seven thirty six, Kirk and Mike.